Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm really excited to bring to you an interview with the amazing Rachel Schaefer. Rachel's a healing practitioner, and she's also the owner of Urban Empath, and I'm going to be discussing with her what it is that makes an empath, what makes someone an empath, how do we become empathic, what are these common traits and qualities, and how does this actually affect us in a not great way, right? Um, There's something called an empath wound, and Rachel's going to discuss this empath wound and how we can actually work on healing that with crystals. So if you're someone who's a highly sensitive person, who is empathic and you know sometimes that is challenging or difficult which it can be for some people right i mean think about what it means to be empathic and picking up on other people's emotions and energies it can really kind of take a toll if we don't know how to deal with that in a constructive way. So I'm so excited to discuss all of this with Rachel today. She has some amazing insight from her personal experience and her work with others, and I can't wait to share this interview. But before we dive into my interview with Rachel, you might be really kind of resonating with this idea of being an empath, a light worker, a healer. And I'll actually be opening enrollment for my crystal healing certification and advanced crystal practitioner programs very soon. And I did want to share with you a story from one of our previous alumni from Kimberly G. And I'm so grateful to Kim for taking the time to chat with us and and tell us about her experience in the program. If you are empathic, if you are interested in working in a deeper way with your crystals and stones, then I would love to have you join me for this program, but I want you to hear about it from a firsthand student experience and really learn what this is all about. This has been a passion project of mine for years and years. I've certified a few thousand crystal healers, and it is really the thing that brings me the greatest pleasure in the world. So I'd love to let you listen to Kim's story about her time in the program, and then I'll be back with you for our amazing interview with Rachel Schaefer. You know, I'd I'd looked at programs for a number of years because I've been involved in crystals for about five, six years. And um, I, you know, it would come out when the time when you guys were signing up for the classes and stuff, there was actually someone else that I was going to sign up with. And then I don't know how I came about across Ashley, but I can remember talking to her or talking to somebody on Messenger and they would ask a question and I would ask a question and they would answer. And so the one thing that I've really liked about the whole program is the customer service is phenomenal. You know, and even Ashley, like you can Instagram and like she answers. So it's, it's like, even though it's quite a big program. It's just that it just feels very personal, but the customer service is really good. And I work in human resources. And when in today's era, 
they are now even offering courses on on customer service. So it's something that's really lacking a lot. There is not that connection. And I just, that's, that's what made me do. And, and the fact, I think also there's lifetime access to the program. So like I took it this time, but then as it gets updated and stuff, I have access to all of that. I think it gave me lots of options to um, work on my intuition because that's something I, I hadn't trusted for a long time. Um, so that I've really noticed uh, I've gotten a lot better with and I pay attention to those synchronicities and things like that. Um, in fact, what I've started doing is I keep a, I have a book and I carry it in my purse and I have it sectioned off into three sections. And one is if I get a message, uh, the second section session section is um, what happens, what's the outcome of it. And then the third one is I'm, I'm doing some stuff on dreams as well. Um, and I really like the other thing that um, I really like what Ashley did. It made a lot of sense to me because there's so much information out there about crystals and what each of them, you know, what they mean and all this stuff. But I really liked how she said, you know, you take the crystal and you meditate with it. And what does it mean to you? So I have a book and I, I do update that uh, when I do it. And I do it two or three times a week with, uh, with a new crystal if I get one. And, uh, and then I'll look up the meaning of what other people say it is. So that has been huge. That's a practice I took on right away. Um, really been working on scrying and using my intuition with that. And um, I had a really hard time probably before the course started with meditation. And uh, that's something that I've really worked on. Um, that's really helped out with that. And I think the other thing is um, with adult education, it's like there's all different kinds of learning styles. So the way that this information is presented follows like it would everybody would gain something from it, no matter what type of learning style you are. Well, I notice I can talk a lot more about crystals now and um, know what I'm talking. Like I'm amazed how much information's in my head and I don't think, oh, I don't know that much, but then I get talking about it and it, um, like knowing the names of and the properties and all that type of thing. Um, now, what I did with the courses, I kept up with the weekly course. I did both the CCH and the ACP, so I kept up with it week by week. I never got behind. But, and I mean, it's pretty fast moving and there is so much information, right? I finished in, I guess it was October. And now what I'm doing is going back through the course slowly and making notes and actually making a binder of things I would do with clients. So right now I'm working on all the shapes. Like you think about all the shapes of crystals. It's actually amazing um, what they kind of mean. It actually means a lot when I'm going back through it and going, oh, okay. It's like the light bulbs go off. I also, um, when I buy crystals now, I um, make uh, cue cards and I keep them in a filing system so that I can kind of pull out information. But um, the other thing is, and I know Ashley was talking about this recently in one of her Q&As and I kind of piped in because it's working uh, on my shadow work. That's something that I've really been paying attention to and doing that. I think it's really, really important. Um, cutting cords getting rid of things that no longer serve me so that I can fill myself with things that are for my highest love and highest vibration and highest good. It's how to live life more consciously and bring that stuff to the surface every day. It, it, the course really helped me get more intentional with a lot of stuff. Uh, well, it's a really fabulous group, right? I mean, a really safe place. 
I mean, nobody talks on there negatively. I never heard, I never saw any of that. So, I mean, you could talk about whatever you wanted and know that people would answer your answer, make comments, supportive, all those kind of things. And it's really neat to hear what other people are doing in the crystal community because it's really inspiring. And you think, oh, I could do that. Or you get kind of ideas. Uh, and I've actually met a couple people on there that I've kept in contact with. Um, we have very similar interests. I think um, the personal attention is really important to students. Uh, what did I write down here? There was always something going on. There was either podcasts or posts or Instagram or, you know, the live Q&As. There was uh, the, the crystal sales. Like it's, there's lots of different things to get um, people interested. So I think it's whatever you wanted, you could get out of it if you asked questions. I mean, a couple of times, I mean, because it was all electronic, I had questions, especially at the beginning, am I doing this right? Am I able to find stuff? People always answered your questions, got back to you. Um, and I mean, you guys are all over the place. So I mean, what might be a work day for like, you know, it's 1230 where you are, and it's 330 where I am, right? So it's amazing. It's from all over the world. Like, Ashley even did something the other day on Instagram asking people to post where they were from. People from all over the world. Like, it's unbelievable, right? And um, just lots of suggestions. Like, there's tons of suggestions about books to buy. Well, I bought a number of them. Now I got to read them. So um, I think that's always really nice. Even, um, you know, as she's been setting up her own office space at home, she's kept everybody on along with the journey and ask people for what would you like to see here and, and she makes a, a point of saying you know somebody mentioned about a tree so this is I couldn't get that tree but I did this tree so I mean she she does look for that and take that feedback not like she asked for it and then does nothing with it right and plus she you know even when she has the live things you guys are on and supporting her. So it's a tight team. And I mean, the fact that you guys would go away and take time to do training for a couple of weeks, that's, that's pretty awesome thing to do as a team, right? Cause that's that relationship building. And, and uh, so I, I just, the whole thing worked really, really well. I tell you, since, since I've taken the course, I've also even set up my office here at work. So I have crystals and I have things hanging from the ceiling and I have a salt lamp and I have a diffuser. And sometimes staff on, I'm in the head office, they'll come and they'll just say, I just want to stand in your office for a minute. So whatever's going on for them, right? They obviously aren't having a very good time at something. So it makes a big difference. And that's what I surround myself with on a daily basis. So a lot of the stuff matched my own values. Well, as I said there before, like I'm now making that master binder. Um, and some of the things, you know, when I went, because I went through the class, it's pretty quick moving. Um, like some of the things really, really resonated really strongly with me. And I, I don't even have to go back over them. I automatically, I just seem to know them, right? Like the, um, the crystal balance, the, the chakra balancing and that type of thing. And I think just the ability to know that I have that lifetime access to it, that I can go back and check things out. Um, but it really helped me take a look at where, where am I going to go with this? And so it, it kind of really helped me try to, it could help me starting to figure things out of how I'm going to use it. I've started actually moving forward and doing some things, kind of putting myself out there, which I wouldn't have done probably a year ago. Um, so right now I make crystal cards and I'm selling them and in a store and I make crystal ornaments and I sell those. Um, 
I make crystal shadow boxes. I have those for sale. I'm signed up for my first uh, spiritual fair in February. That's a huge step for me, just like enormous. Um, and I think along the things, it's like the values that this community and all this has taught me. I've also made a lot of changes to my own personal life, um, organic eating, um, looking at cutting cords, looking at the shadow work. Um, like the course was an expensive course and I have a girlfriend who's into all healthy eating and stuff like that. And she just says, you know, you're worth it. And I think that's what it was about this. I know. So it was a big commitment for me, but it's just like, no, you know what? It's, I'm just going to do it. So, and I'm about to get my Reiki master. I just finished a professional cupping course as well. And you know, what you project out to the universe is what you get back. So uh, that, I mean, those are just a few of the changes I've made in the past year, right? All while taking this course. And I don't think I would have done those things if I hadn't have taken the course. So it's been really, really beneficial to me. I, I, you know, for me, it's been the best decision I made in 2019, right? So, I mean, I do, I never, even once I signed up, I knew it was the right thing to do. Um, I have never looked, I have never regretted it at all. So that is probably the biggest thing I would say. Like if, if you keep coming back, like, I don't know, for me, I mean, I had watched a number of programs over the years, right? And I really thought I was going with somebody else. But anyways, I ended up picking Ashley, and I'm really glad I did. And I have just never looked back. It has, um, like, there's so many things about the course that are so interesting. There's so much information, like even something like the history of crystals, which is, you know, history is kind of boring. I never liked that in school, but it's really interesting. If you're into crystals and want to do crystal healing, I just think it's a wonderful modality. And just what a safe place to do it. It's such a positive place. Um, yeah, I, I just, it has not been any regrets. Wow. And a big thank you again to Kim G for sharing her story with my crystal healing certification program. If you are interested in the program and you'd like to learn more, you can visit my website, crystalhealerschool.com for all of the details and info about enrollment. And again, we'll be opening enrollment in just a few short weeks. So I really hope that you'll be able to join me for this. We only open enrollment twice per year. And I'm just so, so excited and looking forward to this round. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for the day, healing crystals for the empath wound. And this is a fantastic interview with Rachel Schaefer from Urban Empath. I hope that you'll enjoy it. If you do, pop over to the blog post, leave me a comment there, start a discussion at loveandlightschool.com. Hello and welcome. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Rachel Schaefer. And Rachel is a healing practitioner and the owner of Urban Empath, where she specializes in supporting empaths highly sensitive people, intuitives, and artists to create successful relationships, find a true sense of purpose, and transform their lives through vibrational medicine, aromatherapy, coaching, and more. So Rachel, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank I'm really you. Excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today because we are going to be discussing something that I think is going to be so pertinent to everybody who's listening on the podcast and watching this video, and that is 
the journey to healing the empath wound. So I was wondering if you could start by telling us a little bit about your own journey and how you got started doing this work. Absolutely. Um, it can, it, it's a long journey. <laughs> it started back when I was maybe five. Uh, of course it started before birth, right? But, um, at five years of age, I started playing classical piano and that's when I, uh, became sensitized to my energy system, right? When music becomes fluent and a language, you start to soften your gaze and kind of get into a meditative trance. And I felt my crown chakra opening, didn't have the words, but, uh, that was my, I had the sensations and it felt like it was happening to me and that it was in my physical body. So it felt like someone was touching my head, basically, uh, would always run out of the room when that would happen. So that was the start of me sort of having the sensitivity to energy, uh, in school years, classroom settings would get me disoriented. I was overstimulated constantly. Um, and I still didn't know why I, I lacked the sense of belonging. Um, and, and then it wasn't until I, I moved to New York, <laughs> New York city from Pennsylvania to, to attend a musical theater conservatory. Um, but ended up making a slight detour into working in a metaphysical bookstore for a time. And, uh, there was, that was boot camp for me. It was the first time I heard empath. <laughs> it was right in the union square area of New York city and on fifth Ave, probably the most famous bookstore, uh, called East West living. It's no longer there, but it was very famous. Um, and I had no idea how to protect myself. I was constantly dissociating from my body because it was so intense. And I began handling crystals daily when I hadn't worked with them previously. Wow. This, did I learn to respect this is super interesting to me because I actually had a really similar journey in my own story. Like I really started to open up when I started working at a metaphysical bookstore. So that's really cool. That's part wow. of part of your journey. So where did it kind of go from there? Like once you realized that there were these people out there called empaths, how did that kind of evolve into you discovering um, this, this whole journey for yourself? And like, where did it lead you in your work currently? Um, at first I thought it, I labeled myself, right? At first it was a label and I associated it with, well, it's the plight of the empath and this is what I've been dealt. And through uh, inner work, uh, working with mentors, um, working with crystals, um, essential oils, all these vibrational tools, sound, you know, and empaths have this affinity with energy and ability to attune. Um, but that's also our weakness, right? It's our strength and our weakness and that we don't have a solid sense of self. We don't embody easily. Oftentimes we get enmeshed with other people and being an empath in and of itself is not a wound. Uh, it's a psychic ability, but there, the, the core cause of it can be a wound. Um, I'm still dis discovering more and more about it. Uh, as I, as I go along. Um, but I'm learning that the most significant aspect is learning boundaries because our ener energetic boundaries are very porous. Uh, and the wound can develop 
when we're still an egg in the mo- in our mother <laughs> as she's a fetus it can it can start at that at, at that um depending on the source depending on the the source of the wound it can be a break in the bond with mother um it can be um growing up in a very tumultuous environment and having to predict. So we enmesh emotionally uh, with others and it becomes a very strong skill, but then we dissociate from our own needs. We want to be good. So how would you define this wound or what does it look like? How does it manifest in different people's lives? And I imagine it can be quite diverse, but what are just a few of the most common things that you see related to this idea of the empath wound? Yeah, it can be, a uh, complete disassociate, disassociation from the physical body and the physical experience on the earth plane. It can be um, being completely uh, neglectful of our own needs and not even in tune with them, not even in touch with them. The needs of others come first. It can be this unspoken agreement that I take care of you with nothing in return. <laughs> It can be, uh, I show up and my role is to feel the emotions of the room. And I just feel all the emotions, particularly in healing settings, right? If you, if you see the people in the room that are the ones crying and processing all the emotions, they may be an emotional empath. (laughs) These are just signs of how it may show up. It shows up in the physical body. It can, it can be related to gut health. Right. If we've leaky gut, that that is the physicalization of porous boundaries. Um, if we have issues related to the sacral chakra, that can be with the emotional enmeshment. This, and it's also associated with a feeling of not being enough. I have to do more. I have to give more of myself. And then it pulls us out of whack because we're not listening to our own needs. Um, so is the wound then itself like that lack of boundaries that you're creating between yourself and others? Is it that lack of boundaries in your emotional life? Like no matter how it manifests, is that really kind of what's at the core or is there something more to it than that? It, 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 that's at the core. That is the core of the wound. It's uh, not a solid sense of self, um, not a solid sense of differentiation, um, I take on your emotional pain as my own and I don't know the difference, right? Oftentimes I take on your physical sensations. If you have a wound, I can take on the pain uh, and I carry it in my own body and I feel this obligation. It's unspoken and it's unconscious most of the time. Uh, I carry it for you. I heal it for you. And that doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work, but we try. Yeah, no matter how much we want to be of service to others and care for others, we do need to have those boundaries in place. We do need to have that separation. So once we kind of recognize, first of all, like you mentioned when we first started chatting, that we are empaths, and second of all, that we may have this empath wound, how do we actually go forward from there and start to heal that in our own lives? That's a great question because there's so many different paths. For me, it started with Reiki. It started with Reiki. The reason uh, the reason that for me it started with Reiki was I happened to be working at the center and I experienced a breakup. And for an emotional empath who's completely associated with their partner, 
that was devastating because I had no sense of self, no sense of myself without this person. I had created this whole future for myself. So that's codependency, right? So it began with Reiki. The first time I ever felt fully embodied, the first time I ever felt the sensation of, uh, you know, energy being cleared out of my system that I was carrying that wasn't mine. Um, so when, when we are doing this, like healing from the empath wound, it sounds like a lot of that work can be energy healing based, but are there other avenues for other types of empaths? Like I'm just kind of trying to think outside of the box here. Could it be through creative expression, like writing or art? Um, or could it be through something like gardening, hiking, connection with nature? Like are the, there are these different types of avenues depending on the person? Or do you think that energy healing specifically, whether it's Reiki or aromatherapy or crystals or some other form of vibrational therapy, like which of these do you think is um, the most beneficial or does it depend on the person? I think it's so individual Um, and everything has resonance. And I think that's what we specialize in as empaths. Um, The part of getting to know yourself is the vital part. So if, if inside of you, you have this if affinity with plants, you know, there are, there are, uh, you know, Judith Orloff, Dr. Judith Orloff, she, um, writes a lot about empaths and teaches. She talks about, um, plant empaths. People are very in tune with plants, um, and, uh, herbs and, and, and even food. So it's, it's really a unique path for me. Dancing gets me in my body, anything mind body, <laughs> because we can't forget the body. You know, we're, when you're attuned to the infinite and you're closer to the infinite, uh, the physical world becomes less uh, manageable. And that's really what we're learning to do is still be the infinite being that we are. And manage the physical world as well with all of its challenges. And then like you point, you point out something really important, which is just like really understanding yourself more as a person. And I think that if the, at the core of this empath wound is this lack of boundaries, then it makes sense that anything that gets you to do more of that self-discovery and understanding who you are and understanding maybe where that lack of boundaries comes from and working toward healing that, that's like at the core of how to find more balance and be more in alignment um, with the universe as an empath. And it sounds like that's something you've really done in your own journey through your exploration of these different healing modalities. And um, you uh, mentioned like before we started talking that one of the things that you work with pretty much every day is crystals. And so I'm wondering if you could share a few of your favorite crystals or the crystals that would be most supportive of empaths as they're going through this process of healing the empath wound. Absolutely. Crystals are also a unique relationship. Um, There are ones that uh, the properties are, you know, on paper, great for empaths, (laughs) but it's such a personal relationship. Um, You know, you'll, you'll be told work with black tourmaline jet. Excellent for empaths. Selenite is great. When you take on physical pain, it moves it right out of the body. Just put on a bunch of <laughs> selenite and it'll move it right out. I've had that experience. Uh, selenite's one of my favorites. 
I have my whole house, you know, uh, there's a huge grid of selenite, you know, um, it's also personal. Um, you know, there was a time where I was still learning the properties of crystals at this metaphysical store. And I was telling, I was proclaiming that malachite was so grounding, right? (laughs) It's like, what a grounding stone. And, uh, and the other people there were actually crystal experts and that was not my expertise. So they would, when the customers would come confused to them, uh, and say, is this a grounding stone? You didn't tell me that. They'd be like, no, it's not, (laughs) it's not really a grounding stone. But for me, it was because it's about emotional release, you know, healing emotional trauma. And if you heal that, it does become easier to be embodied. So for me, it did become a grounding stone. Uh, So there are these indirect influences with crystals. Malachite is huge for emotional empaths. Um, That became a huge companion I would take with me daily. Um, For boundary work, um, I sometimes just carry a big citrine. Um, I, I also have, um, septarian. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. I'm carrying that now because we're speaking, right? Confidence in speaking. Um, I carry lapis lazuli for communicating boundaries. Um, and, um, I have Ruby right now for vitality and grounding. Um, all of those sounds so supportive too, for all the different ways that this empath moon can kind of manifest in your life. And I love what you said about this being a really kind of more personal journey and personal connection to your crystals. That's very much in alignment with the way that I teach. Like, you know, it's interesting to hear you say how, you know, these like crystal experts at the store you worked with said, no, Malachite's not really a grounding stone, but I'm more uh, like aligned with what you said. Like it was grounding for you. And that is what is so valid because like that is your personal truth. And that's part of your journey and your relationship with your crystals. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, now I did just want to say, Rachel, like one of the things that you do is you actually do spiritual consultations for other people and you're offering something really super special for our podcast listeners and those who will see this video. You have a special discount code for your spiritual consultations or readings. If people are looking for a little intuitive guidance, um, and the code is love and light. And I was wondering if you can tell people, where they can redeem that little code, what they'll get, and where they can stay in touch with you online. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. So I created a special discount. It's light and love all spelled out, all lowercase. You can use that at urbanempath.com slash services. Um, just go to Urban Empath and find the urbanempath.com and find the services tab. And that's redeemable on either an intuitive reading or a spiritual consultation, which I call strategic revitalization. Um, both are an hour long and um, just whichever way you prefer to work. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram at urban underscore empath. And I'm also on YouTube at urban empath, where I share a lot of tips, information and things that have helped me on my journey. You have a beautiful YouTube channel. So it really um, encourage everyone who's watching or listening to check you out there, connect with you on Instagram. And Rachel, again, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and your journey with all of us. 
Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ashley. So nice to meet you. You as well. And a big, big thank you again to Rachel for taking the time to chat with me um, about the empath wound and about crystals that we can work with to heal that part of ourselves. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, of course, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave me a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash listen. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you next time. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.